What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of the Talking Blue Notes Hockey Podcast. Zach and Joe are back with you. Joseph, how you doing, my brother? How's everything going? What's going on, Zach? Uh, doing all right. Just uh, ready to record another great episode of the Talking Blue Notes Pod. Yeah, it, this one's going to be a little bit harder to record. This one's going to be a... Uh, the Blues are in a bad spot, that's for sure. They're in a bad place. We're going to get there. I mean, I know we're only seven games in. We'll get into it, though. Um, any big weekend plans, Halloween weekend, get anything done this week? Uh, yeah, had a little fall party for, um, with, at my brother's house, brother Jimmy, um, had, uh, my dad's side of the family over there and some of his friends and his wife's family kids were just running around amok. My daughter ate so much freaking candy. She literally threw up. So <laughs> that's a win, I guess, in a kid's book. <laughs> that's a win. That's when you know it. That's like a kid's version of like going out and going way too hard. You know, like it, oh, yeah. they get they get uh, sick off candy instead of alcohol. So yeah, good for them. That she she was just there was like a bowl full of gummy worms and she was just like grabbing. Yes. And, you know, and I and, she, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm here by myself. My wife was out uh, at a wedding with a friend of hers. And so I'm there by myself. I'm the solo dad that night. And, you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know what? I'll just let them run off, whatever. They'll be fine. And here I hear stories from like some of my siblings and stuff like, Oh, Maddie just had another handful of gummy worms. Oh, she just had another handful of gummy worms. And but sooner or later, the, <laughs> the whole bowl was gone. And I think my daughter ate them all. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, keep her on the, did you, okay. So did you see any gummy bear packs this weekend? at your at your party did anybody have those i did not see any gummy bear packs now tomorrow will be the verdict of the gummy bear packs but for the trick-or-treating tomorrow you're taking the kids out oh yeah 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 definitely taking them out tomorrow yeah so i was at a a halloween party last night at my uh, buddy Corey's house and uh i was someone asked me like what like because someone was asking like how our pod was going and i was like oh it's going good and someone brought up that my buddy Corey that listens to it was like, who who won the 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 Hall of Fame for the candy thing? And we didn't post it, so I was like, we don't really know. But and then someone was like, oh, I want to hear like what each of yours were. So I pulled up my list, and they saw gummy or gummy bears on there, and they called me an idiot. And they're yeah. like, no, <laughs> nobody does that. <laughs> who is that? So, want to be their friend? <laughs> that was my boy Paul. My boy Paul was just like, no, dude, no one hands that out. Like, no one wants gummy bears in their candy. <laughs> Nobody wants that. And I think like two other people are like, yeah, it's a bad pick. That's a really bad pick. Yeah, gummy so, bears are to me they're not really like. I mean, I, I don't know what else to consider them, but I don't really like consider them, especially like Halloween candy. Like, I think you're you're, you're probably thinking of them more like a snack, right? Like, you know. 
I, something I like guess, that. But even that, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I guess they're more of a candy than a snack, but it's just like I don't know. Something doesn't add up with the gummy bears. Yeah, I think you might have. I think you might have taken the dub last week if we posted that one. I think you definitely would have won. I think you you definitely won over more hearts with your picks. But I did get love on the nerds pick. People were like, okay, the nerds one I understand, and it was all because like I think someone. When I told them, they were like, oh, that's just nostalgia. And I was like, that's exactly what I said. Like, that's the only reason I even picked it. So, yeah. Uh, but it's good to know people are listening and, like, they, they understand what's going on with it. Yeah, I had a few people at the Halloween, my well, fall party at my brother's house uh, saying they were, you know, either they've either been listening or I, I had a couple people that were like, oh, I didn't even, you know, that aren't on social media and whatnot. They're like, oh, I didn't know you were doing this. And you know, asking how they could listen. My brother-in-law, Chad, he was, shout out to him if he's listening. He he was asking how he could listen to it because he doesn't really, you know, listen to podcasts or anything. But he said, I was like, yeah, just right there on your Apple podcast or whatever, talking blue notes and listen up. Yes, sir. That's awesome. More listeners by the by the week. That's for sure. More the merrier. All right, let's get, let's get into some random stuff before we hop into the blues because we're, I mean, today we don't have... We we have too much blues to, blues stuff to talk about to even go on to NHL stuff. I think the like I said the Blues are reeling a little bit right now. But before we get into all that, uh, you had a couple notes in here about well the Cardinals are bringing back Wainwright. He's coming back next year. Wainwright's back. The forty one year old uh, is coming back. Uh, I, I forgot to look up the actual details on the whole contract. Um, but yeah, it was Wednesday. Derek Gould like you, Derek Gould. He's the big like Cardinals big baseball guy. And he reported that Wayno would be back. It was a bunch of rumors at first, but then uh, all of a sudden it came to fruition. Uh, yeah. So he'll be back for the pool 2023 season. He just said, uh, I remember there was like a quote going around saying that he just didn't want to go out like that after those two games and that, that uh, play in or well, not the play in, but the wild card series. Yeah. It's Phillies who are now in the world series. Good for them. Yeah. And I think it's tied one game to one right now. Yeah, are they playing tonight? I have no idea. I didn't even check baseball today. Um, but I know last night Houston won. They were up like six to nothing at one point, or five to nothing maybe at one point. I knew they they probably came away at the win. But yeah, that's. I mean, it's kind of. So we were talking about it last night at the party in 2011. We were the wild card that got in like on the last day, right? And we played the Phillies, who were the number one seed, and we we beat them. Well, we were the number one seed, and Philly got in late and they beat us this year. So I was no, like, well, that'd be kind of yeah. cool to like see him, you know, go on like a Cinderella run or whatever. But their team's a lot more talented than our team was back then. That's for yeah, sure. And I mean, I'm I'm so far off from like following baseball. Like I don't really Same. follow it at all, especially this year. Once the Cardinals were out, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. But uh, just from the outside looking in, I'm I'm 100% rooting for the Phillies to win it all. Like, it's always nice if, like, the team that beat you wins it all because it's like, oh, you know, if we could have beat them. Same with last year losing to the Avs when they won. It's like, okay, you know, at least it was a team that beat us to win the Cup. Yeah. So it's like if the Phillies win and uh, screw the Houston Astros. Hey, I was just going to say, before I, before I get to that point, uh, Adam Wainwright's contract is next year. He's going to be making $17.5 million. That is holy, holy shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought you said like 
Five seven. million. Yeah, I was. Someone told me last night at the party. My my buddy James was like, "Yeah, he's getting like sixteen or seventeen million. I'm like, "What in the hell? Oh, no. How do you pay a forty one year old seventeen million dollars?" And I mean, he was like, he had a he had like a streak in like the middle of the season where he was pretty good, but especially down the stretch, and he didn't even get a uh, spot in the playoff rotation because he played so poorly at the end. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, that just shows the loyalty we have um, here in St. Louis. Now, you were talking about the Houston Astros and how you won't root for them. Can we, like, get over the fact that they cheated in 2017 because they've been to six straight – this is their six straight uh, – well, it, this year was their six straight ALCS appearance. So even if they weren't cheating, they're still good, right? I, I get that as, like, a, a t- they're a talented team. I mean, that's fine and all, but, like – they cheated to win their, you know, that first World Series. And then mm-hmm. um, I just, I, you know, I see the clips on socials and everything. Um, that one dude, uh, like, leaned into the pitch, but he actually got called out on it. But, like, he was all mad that he got, he leaned into the pitch and then they got called a ball, which it should have been called a strike per the rule. But, uh, and then apparently, like, he tried doing it on the pitch right before it, but it missed him. It's like... These guys are just finding any way. And I guess, I guess like that's the old saying, like you're not, trying, edge. You're not cheating, you know, yeah. and I don't know. I just, I just think they're, they're cheapskates, man. Like, come on. Not only the cheapskate thing, the thing I don't like is like the guys who are on their team that are like the guys that are still there, like, uh, Altuve and, uh, Bregman. They're like the most yeah. unlikable guys ever. Like they just, they, yeah. they're not likable at all. And that, I can't root for them. Like, I cannot. Yeah, I never no. will. But I can respect them getting to the ALCS six years in a row. Like, that's incredible. That's 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 wild. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. But go Phils. <laughs> go Phils, as they would say up in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, let's talk about some soccer real quick. So, St. Louis, we were kind of talking about this last week as well, how you were a season ticket holder. Uh, St. Louis uh, – SC's stadium name is getting a name change before they've even officially started. So Centene backed out on their deal. Yeah, well, I'm not actually a season ticket holder. I, I like signed up to be and then never went through with it just because the whole thing or whatever. But anyway, yeah, um, Centene had originally had like a deal for 15-year naming rights. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I guess they decided to back out. And the Centene Stadium will now be called City Park, which... I think it's a great name. Like, I, I don't think it's going to stick forever because it's not tied to any, like, sponsors or anything, and they're not going to make the money off of. But City Park, like, even if it's just it, – even it, hopefully it would be for, like, one year, but even if it's not for a year, like, it's just a great thing to say. Like, they're going to have their first um, match of any kind there, I think, like, on the 16th of November or something like that, 16th or 17th. And it's, like, um, the City 2, which is, like, a feeder team – uh, into City One, which is going to be the main team. Uh, City Two is going to be taking on like Bundesliga or something like that. Um, it's like a German soccer team, so that'll yep. be really cool um, to head down to City Park and go see the very first ever soccer match or football match down on the pitch at City Park. Down on the pitch, this guy's a soccer guy through and through. I'm trying to be, man. I'm trying. Who would who would you like to sponsor it? Like, I mean, since now Centene is gone, 
Who would be a good company? I mean, I immediately just thought of Enterprise, just getting in on it and just be like, you know what? Let's take the soccer and the hockey team and sponsor both. Enterprise is cool. Um, Bush would be cool. You know, I, I definitely want something very St. Louis, uh, you know, big time St. Louis roots. Um, Purina is cool, but I think they're already like the jersey sponsor of uh, the soccer team. Um, I'm trying to think of any other like big, big St. Louis, like worldwide I wonder if technology. That's, maybe? that's who I was going to say. I was going to say worldwide technology, but don't they already have They have something? The, uh, the racetrack. That's right. Yeah, out in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully they they'll they'll figure something out. Centene is like a great company. Um, they're like, I think they're now like the biggest like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The they make more money than any other company in the St. Louis area. Um, one thing that I do remember, and I don't maybe this is kind of like leading to, uh, them dropping out of the naming rights deal. But um, so their CEO or like owner or somebody um, recently just passed away. Um, and like I think he was already like kind of getting out of the spot anyway or like, you know, handing some of it off. But I think they're like trying to move in a new direction now. But um, one thing that they said like last year, I believe it was, was like that if St. Louis doesn't get their crime situation figured out, that they were threatening to move the headquarters out of St. Louis to a different city, which like. It's like, yeah, like we really need to get that going. We talked about it on like a, a list that I had of the safest yep. cities in America, like I think two episodes ago. Um, yeah, we got to get it figured out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let's get it going. Yeah, that would be – I mean, you got to think that that money just brings in a ton like, – or that, that money. That company probably brings in a ton of money for the city uh, just having like all their corporations and stuff in town. And it's just cool to like have a company that high up like – I don't know the Forbes list or whatever it would be like for most profitable, profitable companies, but yeah, hopefully they get that figured out. Um, Lindenwood lions update, buddy. Let's do this. Well, real quick, before we get to the lions update, I have one more, uh, little, uh, random topic that I wanted to talk about. And this one's pretty funny. So I, I just put it, I, I didn't tell you about it, but I just put it in there as Volkswagen. Um, there's been this trend of these protesters and I, it happened in, like, some basketball game, and uh, it, it's happened in a bunch of other places. But this one at Volkswagen in particular is hilarious. So these protesters, what they're doing now is they're taking super glue, super gluing their hands and feet and other, you know, parts of their body, maybe the side of their face sometimes or whatever, and super gluing themselves to wherever the hell they're at. Um, there were these climate protesters uh is that the and one in England that they're? It was in Germany at the Volkswagen, uh, like auto plant. They super glued themselves inside, like the warehouse or like at the display room or something like that. Well, as they super glued themselves, like the workers were still there, but they were like closing everything up, and they're like, "Hey, hey, hey uh, you know, we're here," and they're trying to like cause a scene and everything, and they're pretty much being ignored. Well, then, like, they're like, hey, we need, like, a bucket or something to, like, go to the bathroom in or whatever. (laughs) The workers just ignored them, walked out, closed the door, turned the lights off, and those people were just stuck there to shit and piss themselves. So, like, I don't really know the full outcome of what happened. I don't know if, like, maybe one of them had their phone and, like, called the police or something and got rescued out of there. But, like, how ridiculous is that? Like, how dumb are you to get mad at these people like, oh, they didn't give us a, a, a bucket or to 
And you're not accommodating. You're not accommodating to their protest in your <laughs> in your place of business. You guys are fucking trespassing. Get the hell out of here! Like, come on, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, oh yeah, I don't God. I don't know like all the details on the story, but I thought it was something really funny to share and just get a quick little laugh at. It, it, these people are just. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. Like I, I get that, like, you know, you want stuff to change in the world and you have to, you know, sometimes you have to take drastic measures, but this whole, like, you know, throwing tomato soup on paintings and gluing yourself yeah. to the wall and then going to Volkswagen. Like you're talking about with these people, this is just, uh, I don't even have a word for it. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous as what I'll say. That's all yeah. I'll say. But you know what? Ridiculous. I mean, it, good for you. Like, I would never, ever do something like that. I don't have the balls to do something like that. But, oh, boy, that's rough. <laughs> and then to be like, oh, I need a, I need a shit can also while you're at it. And and like, it, no. Can you imagine, like, super glue some strong shit, like that Gorilla Glue and whatnot? Yes, you're not getting it, off that. Could, that could, like, rip your skin off, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, Jesus. hey, at least if, if anything, they're committed. That's what I'm um, saying. Respect right. for the commitment. <laughs> well, you ready to move on to the Lions? Um, yes. Let's talk some Lindenwood. So, Lindenwood, Lions, Friday, got win number two on the season. Uh, they were playing Bentley University Falcons and came up with uh, a 7-3 to win in um, up there in Massachusetts. I, I think it was really close to Springfield, where our AHL yep. affiliate's at. Mm-hmm. Um. In that game, there were seven different players to score, which is really cool to see. They, that's uh, show, showing signs of some depth. Um, the Lions were a lot better disciplined than uh, in in this game, taking only five minors as opposed to the 15 that we talked about last week. <laughs> yep, yep. In the one game with two majors. So, yeah, that's that's uh, maybe a little bit showing of how they won 7-3 to three in that game. I think their coach might have gone in there and been like, hey, let's uh, let's tone down. Like let's you know let's I like the I like I like the spunk but let's like not go grit, to the box. I like the tenacity. <laughs> yeah. Let's just try and keep it without withstanding out of the box. Hundred percent. Um. So then Saturday they played game two against Bentley. Um. Sadly they lost that one three to one. Um. They were down one to nothing just a minute into the first period. Uh. And then but they then they tied the game at the thirteen minute mark. And then they uh ended up losing the lead with three seconds left in that first period. Um, so that would be the last time they were tied in the game as Bentley scored early in the third to make it three to one. And that was the ball game there. Yeah. As they say, that's the ball game. And uh, it's again, it's their first year in D one, you know, they've shown really good signs that they can be a decent team. I'm sure it's just like, I mean, you got to adjust to the level of competition, right? Like it's, it's gotta be tough for them to do this. Right. I, I I don't see any reason why they can't be, you know, they're they're just looking for progression this year, I think is what they're looking for, you know, because they need to get an assessment of talent, you know, find out how well they can play against these teams. And I think it's really like this year is just like a drawing board, like a whiteboard year, like figure out who's good, you know, who we're going to keep around. And then also you can get an idea of what you need to recruit for the years coming up. And I mean, they're going to West Point this weekend. I don't know. I don't really know much about, you know, I don't follow college hockey that much, but I'm sure that West Point's like a decent school, but I can't see a reason why they can't get a win. It seems like they've been able, unless they're playing, you know, big teams, they can get some wins. So, you know, that's good. But, I mean, there's no reason that this team can't be really good, you know, in the next 
give it, I mean, even next year, I mean, I'm sure they're going to learn a lot just from this year's games alone, but I mean, there's no reason this team can't be a powerhouse, you know, in the next couple of years and get up into the top rankings. Yeah. And, and them being a, a D1 school for the first time, you know, these are all new opponents that they're facing, you know, all their old D2 opponents. I, I, I don't really know. Like it's a really weird way of how it all works out. I think maybe they play like, some of the schools are still D2 that they play every once in a while. I don't fully know how it works. But for the most part, um, these are all new opponents that they're facing. Um, as you said, they're going to West Point this week in the fourth and the fifth. Uh, West Point Army is 1-5-1 uh, and one this year. So hopefully, you know, um, they can uh, bring out another dub and, and get their record to three wins at least, maybe even four. I think it'd be a good idea to like have some like a player or a coach on or like someone that you know works for the team in some capacity to like kind of explain how it all works because it's really interesting, you know, with them being local and all like that. You know, it'd be cool to learn about you know how their whole scheduling thing works and all that. Yeah, I really want to get get to a game. I think they've only had the one uh, the one home series where they where they won their first game. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure we looked at their schedule recently and they're, they're coming home again pretty soon. I think they're, I think it's in December, like, right. It's either like before or after Christmas, I think is when they go up or they come back here, but they're playing a lot of away games. That's another thing. Like you got to remember they're playing D2. Like you're going to be playing, like they have to play the Gophers up in Minnesota this year. Um, you know, they played an air force, which is a pretty prestigious school. And all these, I mean, you got to think it's probably a culture shock for these players to play in front of that many fans too. Like they're going to have a lot more eyeballs on them. And I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to learn to deal with it, but just give them a year. Like I said, th- this team will be good. Like I, I, I promise that Lindenwood will be ranked at the, within two years, at least I'll even be bold next year. I think they, I think they start winning a ton of games, figuring out opponents. They'll be fine. They're going to be ranked next Man, year. I, I'll take your word for it. I hope so. That'd be cool to see. Yeah, that'd be great. Speaking of college hockey, <laughs> perfect segue. <laughs> what a segue. Well, it's not exactly college hockey yet. That in the biz is what they call segue, folks. Uh, so Arizona State uh, hosts their – or sorry, I, I said it completely wrong. Arizona, the Coyotes, had their first home game uh, this past Friday uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. Or no, I think it was Thursday. Oh, it was fr- No, it was Friday. It was Friday. Was yeah, right. Friday the 28th. I, I, you – could ask me who they were playing, and I, I couldn't tell you. But um, they're playing Winnipeg, yeah. and they, they lost an OT. But I, I'm not gonna lie, man. the The crowd was kind of legit, but the the other thing is the locker room situation that we saw, and we were kind of sending this back and forth in the text chain. It reminded me. You guys will have to look this up, whoever's watching, like because we can't put the graphic up. But this this locker room situation is just pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. Like it's basically like they're if anyone played men's league hockey during COVID, like you had to get dressed outside the locker room, like you know, chairs were split apart, like six feet. That's what it reminded me of. Like they just put up this makeshift, they put up curtains and they put up chairs and like made makeshift stalls. And I was like, this reminds me of COVID men's league hockey. And it's just embarrassing that NHL players have to do this. Now, the only thing that I could compare it to, I've I've never really like seen anything like that, but like if you've ever been to like a um, a civic center or like some kind of event, like large event center where they're having like some kind of uh, like a convention or something like it's some kind of convention. Uh, yeah, they have like these 12 or 15 or 20 foot tall, like 
yeah, just curtains that are hung up by like, I don't know, PVC pipe or, you know, rods or something. And they're just like, they're making their own room out of it. But then, you know, you still have the open air ceiling above it. And, and it, it it's amateur hour. Like literally there's no other word for it, but amateur. I like, this is terrible that you can't have the national hockey league, a, a multi-billion dollar industry represented like that and yes it's it, it, they say it's only going to be for four games uh, and then they're going to go back out on the road and then when they come back home it should be all set in stone i don't know what it's going to look like then yeah well they um, arizona says that a bunch of stuff like you know they have a new deal for an arena set but that always falls through they always have new ownership oh God, and that falls through. through so many times and like how can you trust them at this point not at all um did you i so we saw the pictures of it like being set up and like once it was set up did you see any pictures of the Jets actually in there? No, did not. I'm sure they, they probably said, get the cameras out. We don't want to see it. Yeah, and I would think that, too. I would love to see what it looked like in there. You know, And maybe it was like more spacious than what they're used to, and they maybe they liked it. I, I don't know. I can't, to, I can't believe spin, they did. I'm trying <laughs> to spin it in as much of a positive as I can, and it, it's really yeah. hard to do. Um, but, yeah, that, it's, it's just pathetic. And and hopefully, you know, this, you know, like some of my friends, um, they're not really big hockey guys. You know, they, they they'll go to a game every once in a while, like with me or something, but they don't really follow the NHL that much. They're more like football guys or bass. You know, they're even into basketball or whatever. But like, you know, when somebody that isn't really a hockey fan, but like could become a hockey fan when they see something like this going around, that's terrible for the league. That's terrible for anybody that like wants to take it seriously you can't take it seriously yeah and here's where i wanted to go with that is the optics are really bad because it's like elite like imagine the nfl or the nba these multi multi hundred a billion dollar profitable companies right and they can't afford to get a decent locker room set up for these guys or they can't you know i guess the closest thing i can compare it to is like the washington commanders now like their stadium is just garbage like Pipes are breaking all the time. Their water's dirty. Uh, their owner's an absolute piece of shit. Everyone wants him out. That's the only franchise I can compare to it. But the the optics are really bad, but also, like, it's bad for your future of your team. Like, you're going to try to convince, because I think they're talking about doing this for three to four years is what the deal is for. And imagine having to draft guys and telling or knowing that you're going to be playing in a terrible arena with 5,000 people while everyone else is playing in like, you know, 17 to 20,000, you know, seat stadiums and all this other stuff. You you need stability within your organization. And even with the arena, like that is a big thing with being able to draft guys and wanting to keep them there. Cause I mean, we're all hockey fans here. Like we all want everyone to do good. Like it's cause it's bad for the league. It's a stain on it. Like when stuff like this goes on, and you don't want to see a franchise fail, but like, how are they going to be able to want to keep guys here when they draft them? Like, are you, if they don't have a deal done for an arena, I mean, that's probably going to, it's going to free agents aren't going to want to come there, even though they have the money to spend, they have plenty of it. And then the guys they draft are going to be like, well, I'm not, they'll pull like an Eric Lindros and just be like, well, if you draft me, I'm not coming there. Like I'm, I'll go back to college or I'll go back to junior until you guys trade me. So it's just a, it's a bad look, man. It's just bad optics for a league that makes, like you said, billions of dollars. 
and they can't get anything done. I think they should just move the team, and that's no disrespect, but they just need to get it in a market where they know they can get a decent arena, where they can get the fan engagement. I think Houston is easily like the next move. Like They should just uproot it or even, hell, go to Quebec City. Quebec City's wanted a team up there for since the Quebec Nordiques left back in the 90s. I just don't understand why that can't happen. I don't I I don't know why they're so loyal to Arizona at this point with all the problems they've had. Yeah, I mean Bet- Bettman definitely has a hard on for Arizona, uh but something's got to change. Uh Yeah, like you said Houston, Q City, um or even like Kansas City. Yeah. They've been, you know, striving for a team. Um but yeah, I mean it's it, it's a rough look uh and 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 like you said, you they're planning on maybe being there for three or four years. Like even it like even if they do get a stadium deal done, it's gonna be three or four years before that even gets built. So like hopefully, like you said, and no disrespect to the Coyotes, but like hopefully they'll just move and then they can be in a stadium next year, like a real actual stadium next year. Yeah. It- it, the only reason I have a I, I have so many problems with it is because they had a team in Atlanta that had the like they didn't have this kind of problem, but they had zero fan engagement. You know, they had a big stadium and all that. And then they just uprooted them because they knew it wasn't working. We obviously see that it's not working here. We should probably just move the team. And I just don't understand what's holding it back. They must, like you said, Gary Bettman just must have a hard on for wanting to stay there. And it's a good market. Like it really is. We talked about this before. They. I mean, you get a bunch of people that travel there during the winter time, which is peak time for it's the only, you know, hockey season is is on while baseball and football are off for the most part, you know, in about, you know, February. You're the only major sport on besides the NBA. And I don't know why they they can't get this to work. It's just it clearly that there's something wrong. And I think moving the team is just the only smart option, but they're probably not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see like um, with with. Atlanta and and Phoenix the first time like maybe it was just like a a whole the business plan was wrong because I I think there is like the you know I think there is a want for it down there in Arizona Phoenix like obviously now because they're selling out this 5,000 seat arena like for average price of like 250 plus a ticket or something like that so yeah i know it's 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 so hard and and dude i watched a little bit of that game and it was like it was hard to it it was loud it it was loud when it was loud but boy when it was quiet it was like you could hear a needle drop in there it was so quiet i think one of the coolest parts about going to hockey games is like when you especially like in a blue like when you go to a blues game and you sit down low like and you're not blocked by the plexiglass and it's not like yeah Drowning out the sound. Yeah, like you're like you're right above the glass. You can hear everything going on down there. Can you imagine what it would be like going to a game like that? You could probably hear the guys chirping at each other at some points down there. Yeah, 100 percent. So that would be a cool thing, but it's just not sustainable. You can't do it. It's I don't know. I hope they move the team. That's the only thing I can I can come up with is just to move the team and get a get a fresh start just so you can. Here's the other thing. One more thing on Arizona. How mad do you think like the other owners are that they have to cut checks like the revenue sharing checks to Arizona? How pissed off like if you're Toronto's owner, like if you're the you know Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment Group, 
that you have to cut the same check that you cut to Montreal to Arizona. Like you guys clearly are not bringing in the same revenue, but that's just how the CBA works. I think whenever the next CBA comes up, they're going to have some, uh, I think the, the other 30, the other 31 owners are going to be like, eh, if they don't have a, an arena, we're not giving them the same amount of money. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're, yeah, they're those owners are going to be pissed. They I, I guarantee you they already are. Cause I get the only thing the owners care about is that bottom line and fill how they're getting their pockets lined. And Arizona is just eating at them right now. So yeah, it's ugh, just a weird situation. All right, buddy, let's talk about the week that was in St. Louis blues hockey. It was a rough week. It was an absolutely rough week. The blues go. zero and three, uh, they played Edmonton Wednesday and they played Nashville Thursday and they played Montreal last night, all three losses. Um, we'll go through some of the games here, you know, starting with the Edmonton game on Wednesday, but uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's not good right now. It's just not good. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and the Edmonton game, like, I, I don't know how detailed we want to get in these conversations. Uh, Tyler Pitlick made his debut with the Blues. He played on uh, the third line with Neighbors and Logan Brown. Um, mm-hmm. I, they they were one of I'm I'm getting some of these games kind of mixed up uh, without fully going through the notes, but um, I I know there was one game where they were pretty good as a line, and then after that, I think Logan Brown uh, was not looking too hot out there really. Um, and then with the injuries uh, going around with uh, Brandon Saad and uh, Buchnevich, uh Shin, Shin was playing on that Thomas and Tarasenko line, and Barbashev was playing on the uh, O'Reilly and Cairo line. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you really want to talk about this game. It was a goalie battle. It was a goalie battle for sure. Like, Stuart, Sk- Stuart Skinner's good. Like, I will say that. Stuart Skinner is, is doing well. In that game, he definitely was. I don't know how good he really is besides that, but yeah, and he got another win last night against Calgary in the in the second round of the Battle of Alberta. So I mean, he's doing all right. But and we talked about it on last week's pod that they were going to come, they were going to come at us, and it was going to be a revenge game. That was for sure. And McDavid had a really good game. Like he only had, I think he only had one assist, but. The assist that he had on that Nugent Hopkins goal was just, ugh, it was gross. Like, that no was, one makes um, that pass. That was when Nugent Hopkins was, like, right there in front of the net. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we had a couple notes in here. Like, the odd man rushes that were in this game were just uh, it, it, pff, bad. I think they allowed, like, six or seven. You can't allow that. And this is uh, this is where I'm start. This is what I'm starting to see. Our defense is not the same it's just not and our team is not the same we're built differently and i don't know if they're like it's it's like the transition of going from like you know back the last few years like as long as i can remember the blues have always had these stat like stacked stout you know huge guys on defense and we're kind of going we're moving more towards like the new nhl the skill and everything and our defense just looks lost like they just don't look like they're they're doing what they're supposed to do night night by night I don't know if you feel the same way or not, but that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, we're getting off to slow starts. Um, in this game particular, like our second period, we dominated that period. Yes. And and I think part of the this three-game stretch, really four-game stretch of losing, um, 
you know, we're, we're not getting the puck luck, and that shows in the second period of this Edmonton game. Um, we outshot them 20 to 6 in that period, and only one goal came out of it. Um, it finally, like, you know, those 20 shots, it finally paid off with O'Reilly scoring a power play goal with four seconds left in the period. His um, first point of the season, man. Yeah, first, first point. point. First goal, first point. Um, he batted it out of the air and uh, went off the back of Skinner, so we, we got a little bounce, um, you know, as a rebound from Shen's shot. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, t- 20 shots in a period, that, and, and were, were they good quality scoring chances? I, I don't know, but, like, it's, it's part of this it has to be like puck luck on on top of it like that that we I think we should have won that game it was really a two one game and I think it was an empty net goal that made it to three one yep uh Bennington Bennington played lights out Skinner like you said was on fire um I, I just think that game itself was a game that we should have won and we just weren't getting the bounces yeah. And I mean, yeah, we're going to lose to teams like Edmonton. I don't think that's like one of those games you should go into thinking we should beat this team. I mean, just on Saturday afternoon last weekend or the past weekend, they played Edmonton and that was the best game I've seen so far this season of any game I've watched by far. And uh, yeah, the puck luck is a thing, but also like, I think they're doing a few things wrong. There's just... There's something different with them right now, especially like this past this three game stretch. There's something wrong. I don't know what it is. I'm not like privy enough to know exactly what's going on, but something's got to change. Like and it showed even more in the second game, the puck luck thing. I don't think the Nashville game was as bad as it looked like the score was bad. It was like a six to two is like not good, but I think they had a couple bad bounces. You know, you had in a note here that Grice was giving up a lot of like juicy rebounds. But the other thing is, is if if he's making the save, you have to be in good position defensively to be able to defend against the rebounds. And they're not there. there. Yeah. Yeah, And that's the other thing, man. They're not getting pucks out. Like they're, they all have happy feet, happy hands. Like they're they're Even Letty doesn't look great. Like nobody on defense right now looks good. Justin Falk is okay, but He's not a stalwart defensive, you know, defensive minded guy. And they're just not making the right plays. They're they're making weak plays on the boards. They're making weak plays to get out of the zone. Guys are leaving too early is what I'm seeing. And they're, you know, trying to I think they're they're not getting off to hot starts, which is it's probably putting them on their heels and they're like, okay, well now we gotta try and try to make something happen. That's not how the blues play ever. Like they normally what they do is they if they go down early, they're like, okay, we just play our system. It's going to work. We're going to get chances. The other thing is they're not getting chances either. Like they're not generating. Cause I think they're squeezing the stick a little bit too hard. And it definitely showed on Thursday in Nashville. Yeah. And with that Nashville game, like one thing I noticed was like, I, I think momentum really is a big part of like how, how hockey games are played. You have to like get the momentum. You have to make plays. You just, just scoring goals isn't going to win you. Or, I mean, I guess it will, but like, you know, just, just making, thinking that you can make a play yourself isn't going to be what, um, what wins you the hockey game, but like actually creating momentum, doing the right things. Like, even if it's just a big hit, that doesn't really have anything to do with the outcome of the play. Uh, if it's, you know, just having good solid possession in the offensive zone for a long period of time, uh, you know, just anything that really can build momentum, 
every time the Blues were starting to do that in that Nashville game, it just seemed like something just cut it short. Like, you know, we would have like possession for a solid minute and then, uh, you know, Nashville would just get the puck on a, on a quick rush and then end up in the back of our net or, you know, yep. right when, uh, you know, we have, you know, uh, a good, uh, scoring chance, then, uh, you know, the puck gets stopped and it's commercial break. So I, I don't know if there's what you can really do about that. And maybe it's just another puck luck situation, but like they got to figure out a way to build on momentum and then keep that momentum going through like, you know, what they just came off of If the period ends and, and you just had a good play, remember that when you're going back onto the ice, keep your, keep it, keep yourself pumped up. Like I, momentum's a big thing and it's just not finding its way into our possession. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is getting started on like starting on time. Like you have to start on time. I mean, if you, if you're falling behind and they, they're giving up a lot of shots, that's the other thing they're giving up a ton and they're relying on their goalies. Now, Biddington and Grice haven't been terrible. Biddington's been good. Grice yeah. is, I, I think Grice is getting left out to dry because that Winnipeg game, he was, it wasn't his fault. We talked about that. But I don't know, man. I don't know what they have to do to, but to, to start 3 and 0 and have all that momentum and then just to piss it away in three straight games. I thought for sure after the Edmonton game, they were going to be more mad. Now, again, they're coming off a back to back. Are they playing a back-to-back? And that's tough in itself already. And Nashville had fresh legs and all that. But you you just you got to find a way to to just dig in and say we're not letting that happen. Like we're not letting these these small things that are happening. We can't let them get it. We can't let that get us down. They have to just stick to the plan. And right now they just don't seem like they're sticking to a plan. They're kind of just running around and doing whatever they want to try to stay into a game, which is not how they. That's not how we play. Yeah, and I mean, you said something about, like, they need to get off to a right start. I really don't think they have that much of a problem with it. Like, in that Nashville game, they uh, they scored a minute in a minute seven into the game. It was uh, just like Thomas, icing. right? Yeah, Th- Thomas tipped it in. Like, you know, he won the faceoff back to fall, fall, you know, ripped a shot, and then it was tipped in by Thomas. Um, by the end of that period, it was only 1-1. One, one. Like, I, I, I don't think their problem is really starting off. And, and – Another thing is Nashville, like you said, we were coming off back to back. Nashville was coming off of a five game losing streak. So they were hungry for a win. And especially yep. against a division rival at home, like yeah, they, they were really hungry for a win. They they had those two wins over in Europe, uh, you know, the first two games of the season and then just didn't look good after that. So um that that was that's a tough, you know, look for us going against a five uh a five game losing streak team. Um, but yeah, I, I just really don't know if getting off to a good start is their biggest problem. I, it, no, I guess I should have, I should have phrased it differently. Like they're not getting like momentum early. Like, like they're just not like generating the chances they need early enough. Like or they, if they are, they're not holding on to it. Right. Like it's a one and done, like, you know, and that's a lot of a, a big problem too, is one and done's You can't do that. And that kind of seems like what we're doing. And, it definitely showed yesterday and well, not really yesterday. Yesterday they started off really well. So they played Montreal last night and they get off to a good start. You know, they're up three to one at the end of the period in the, at the end of the first period and they just piss it away. It's just it, not good. And they, yeah. they cannot blow leads like that. They can. And again, 
I'm not saying Montreal's a bad team, but they can't lose to that. They cannot lose to Montreal. They're a better team than they are. I get that they have Suzuki and Caulfield, and they went off last night. They had great games last night. Uh, and also, Dvorak had a hat trick in the third period. But oh, yeah. they – I. I don't know what what they were doing last night. I really don't. I couldn't even like fathom that game last night. Yeah. So I like I said, I was at my brother's house for that fall party. I I kind of had it on my phone a little bit, but I didn't really, you know, I had so much going on, so many family and kids running around and stuff. Um, I didn't really get to pay full attention to the game, but um, I was sitting there talking to my nephew that you know I talked about him early in the podcast, not today's, but you know, in an early episode of the podcast about bringing them to a preseason game well my nephew me and him were just sitting there and i'd pull it up and i'd i'd say oh you know have you checked the score of the game recently and he's like you don't want to look like it you know after it was three to one i'm like all right cool you know i put the phone away for a little bit and asked him i said hey uh you check check the score recently he said oh you don't want to look and i look three three i asked him like i feel like it was a minute and a half later and four to three and then and then it became five to three in the third period i'm like oh come on so yeah, I like I, I can't really break down this game too much. I didn't see it, but seven to seven to four. Um, as good as uh, Bennington's looked every game up to this, I, I don't know how good you can look whenever it's, you know, six goals that you let in and the seventh was an empty net. Yeah, but again, I'm not going to blame Bennington solely because our defense was awful last night. They Definitely not solely. I mean, our our defense has been really bad so far this season. Like I, that, I think is our main gift like yes our some of our forward lines with especially with the injuries and stuff have had trouble finding some chemistry i think uh you know one game it'll be our third and fourth line and that are the good lines and another game you know i think um with uh thomas tarasenko they're trying to find that other winger that's going to work when uh Buchnevich isn't there and i i think kairu should be the guy Regardless, they're having they're all all those lines are having trouble finding the chemistry, but but really the defense just figuring out what the hell to do, getting the puck out of the zone uh, is is problem number one. Well, that and yeah, like they need to figure out chemistry on the back end, but also like stop taking bad penalties. We are taking bad, lazy penalties right now, and they're biting us in the ass. Like it bit us in the ass against Edmonton. It definitely bit us against Nashville. And last night. Suzuki and Caulfield did whatever they wanted. They they were all over the place last night. And uh, I, I'm not saying, like, again, I don't want to trash them. And we've said this. Montreal is not as bad as what they were last year. Like, they're just not. They're an exciting team. But that's a team. Uh, with a team like us that is so good normally playing at home to get embarrassed. Uh, that was an embarrassment last night. And the one thing I took away is like, I just don't think this team is the same. And you, you, yeah, I know seven games in, it's hard to tell, but there's some flaws that they need to figure out like either very soon or like now, or otherwise there's there. I mean, I don't know what you can do to make changes. I don't think they're going to trade anybody, but, and I don't want, I don't think chief's job is in jeopardy, but if they keep losing like this, like the way that they're losing, they're you got to do something to shake it up do you know what i mean yeah like i i could really see and i don't know what you give up for it but i could really see a trade coming on the back end especially um i i think baruby you know with the stanley cup in his tenure 
is going to give him a longer leash than mo- other NHL coaches are really going to get. Um, but yeah, so- something if if this doesn't change and change quick, something is going to change with the uh, you know the faces that you see around the team. Yeah, and I don't want that to happen. Like I love this team, I love everybody on it, but right now, man, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to call them out like this, but Bortuzzo and Mikola are just awful right now. Like they're just they're not getting it done. And I, when we did our preview show, I re, I, I remember saying something along the line of those two cannot play together. Like they can't because I think one each one of them needs. Like a st- like a stable guy who can either get the puck out or like knows what each one of them is doing. I think they're both just they're kind of just running around right now and they're trying they're, to figure out what they can do. I think they're both good defensemen in the sense of like when the other team has the puck to like block shots or to try and block a pass or something. But in, in the sense of like when they get the puck, especially like getting it out of the zone or, or what the hell to do with the puck or being responsible with the puck, puck management, like, they're they're not your guys for that. Like, Bortuzzo, we know he can block a shot. He will block a shot any way that he can. But um, may, maybe, you know, he maybe he goes in too much for it uh, in, in the aspect of getting in a shot lane, in a shooting lane, um, and then throws himself out of position or, you know, can't read the play well enough. Yeah, I I don't know, man. They got they got to figure something out. And the thing is, is like it's it just like every other team. They're cap strapped. They can't really make moves unless they get rid of someone big. They just can't do it. Uh, I I don't know exactly where they go. I mean, they they have a tough test tomorrow or tonight as you're listening. They have L A. and L A. has looked good over their last couple of games. I mean, they're they're hot right now. They're not great. But then they play the Islanders this week, too. I I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I don't know how it's going to go. Like, I they have to they have to make a statement win on Monday. Because if they lose Monday to an average team like L.A., I get like I, I know I just said that they're hot. But if they don't win Monday, there's going to be there's going to be some kind. I don't know. A, there, something will change. Like someone's going to either like it'll be as small as someone big coming out of the lineup and putting someone else in or I just don't know. But the Islanders aren't doing too bad either. I mean, they're not great, but we're kind of playing two teams that I think we should be able to beat on paper. It just depends on which which team shows up. This team right now to me just seems really bipolar and that's not good. Like that is just not good at all. Yeah, I mean, against the Kings, um, you know, we expected them to be. You know, maybe not as good as the Blues, but not terribly far behind them. Um, so they're they're five five and zero right now to start the season. Um, Ajay Kopitar, he's just a guy that doesn't age. He's still tearing it up. He's got nine points in ten games to start the season. And uh, Velarde, he's got eleven. He's leading the team. Seven goals. Yeah, seven, seven goals, goals already. The guy just—that's pretty good. He scores at will and. Again, like if if Jonathan Quick plays, we know Jonathan Quick's history against the Blues. He just he he shuts them down. He's yeah, he shuts us the fuck up. And then like the Islanders on Thursday, they have firepower, man. Like they're not the best team on paper, but they're also they're really well coached. Uh, they play like a they play a similar style to what we do, but they have to get they they need to win Monday. Like I I know we need to talk about the game on. 
thir- or on Wednesday against the Islanders um, or Thursday. But they, I, I'm more worried about just what they do on Monday because if they don't win Monday, there's that's a problem. And I, I'm not get, I don't want to get to this point seven or eight games in. But if they don't win Monday, I mean, this team stinks. Like that's it, not good. Like you cannot lose. This team cannot lose five games in a row. They're way too good for that. But if there's a if there's like a roster construction problem, a chemistry problem, or a coaching problem, even that something's got to change, man. I just I I'm really worried about the outcome Monday, and I'm worried about what they're gonna do. It, this team is one of the most resilient teams in the league. Like they have been since they won that cup. They've been known to be a team that just doesn't back down. They they play they play their system and it chokes people to death. And right now it's not working. They have to figure something else out. And guys just have to step up. I think O'Reilly has to be better. It, it's I told you last week I don't like how he's playing. Just gets his first point. I need him to be the guy this week. Like that's that's the only guy I'm looking at is him. Because right and me and my buddy were talking last night. It right if it were right now. And it was we're coming up at the end of the season. I'm not re-signing Ryan O'Reilly right now. I'm taking Tarasenko and I'm paying him whatever he wants because he's he's still playing well. O'Reilly just doesn't look like himself so far. No, and I get that, but like you, you say, I'm taking Tarasenko over O'Reilly. That's if Tarasenko even wants to stay here. I, and like we've talked about plenty of times, like who knows if either guy wants to stay here. And and if one of them over the other, it's going to be O'Reilly over Tarasenko that wants to stay here. Um, yeah, O'Reilly's not playing well, and maybe that'll show when it comes time for how much he's going to get paid in his next contract. Um, one thing that you said as we are a cap strap team is uh, Josh Levo, uh, as in, you know, in terms of Buchnevich coming off of IR to play in that uh, in that game against Canadians on Saturday, uh, Josh Levo was sent back down to the AHL. Um, yeah, he was a guy he that has a- coming out of preseason. He he looked really good, but really he hasn't shown us much of anything since he's been up. Yeah. And again, it's this team again has been like known for depth. And right now our depth guys are not, they're, they're just not guys. Like they're not the guys like we're some of the guys that we've had in the past, like that we can plug and play on the third and fourth lines, just not working. Torbchenko has been okay. He wasn't good last night. That's for sure. But an Achari gets his first goal last night as a blue. That's cool. But Achari and Levo and Pitlick are at best. They've been underwhelming. Like, I mean, just to keep it, you know, I'm trying to keep it nice with them. You know, and it's only been seven games, but they've just, they have not shown me anything. Well, and, and Pitlick's only played two games. So, you know, he, he, and it coming off an injury as well. So, uh, you know, we'll give him a little pass up uh, Achari, you know, he's a veteran, so he needs to get in there and get the job done. Um, what you said about the depth though, is like, you look at game one and it looks like we have all the depth in the world with our top three lines. You know, our third line was, um, I think it was Barbashev neighbors and, uh, who was the third guy on that third line? Barbashev and Chen. Yeah. Barbashev neighbors and Chen. It's like, Oh my gosh, you would take that third line on almost any team in the league. Like that was a great third line. But then just to show two guys go out on, on in the top six and uh, Brandon Sad and uh, and uh, Buchnevich, and so some of those guys get bumped up from the third line up to the top line. Well, then you basically what what was our third line? You know the past few games while Buchnevich was out, like Torpchenko, uh, 
Neighbors was still down there, and then I don't know, like Nathan Walker, I think, was playing on the third line. It's like, yeah, that's that's a fourth line there. That's not a very good third line. Yeah, and normally we have the guys to plug in there, and we just don't right now. And I I don't know. I'm not ready to say this team stinks flat out yet, but it really depends on Monday. I'm we all. I don't want to overreact, but man, Monday is a huge game. Like, and you should not be saying that on October 31st. You just, you cannot do that. You can't. And I, I was talking to someone last night as well. Cause they're like, well, why don't they just play Bennington? Like, you know, on all these games, because Grice hasn't been great, which is not true at all. But you also, you can't play Bennington back to back games, like too much early on this early. Like you, you just can't do it. You're going to need him come down the, you know, coming down the stretch and making the, to make the playoffs. And, uh, Again, I, I, they just got to do something different. Something's got to change because whatever they're doing right now is not working. And I, I'm really afraid that if they lose Monday, something's going to change that that we don't want to see. That's it's just along the short of it. I think they're a team that's right on the border right now of like they stink, like they may not be the same team anymore. Very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple. These are good tester teams to really show if, if we got it or not in the Kings and Islanders. You know, they're they're playing 500 or better hockey right now, and we're not um, where it, you know, if anything, it should be opposite. We're better. We're a better hockey team than both of these teams, especially, you know, last year, how both of them finished very low in the standings. Um so, yeah, I mean, we, we got to do better. These two games are pretty important. Um but let's just remember on top of all this that it is early in the season. So that that's something that we can, you know, as much as everybody wants to freak out, that's something you can just go back and think on like, okay, this, this sucks, but it's early. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's adjustment time. Like they, they have, but they have to make the adjustments like quick because just looking at the standings, I mean, Dallas is the thing, the thing that's kind of relaxing to me with talking about the blues like this is like, they're not that far back as far as like the, the, the teams in the division go, the best team in our, in our division right now is Dallas and they're five and three, five, three and one. And we're four, we're three and four, but they have six points right now. Do you know what teams are ahead of us? Chicago is four points ahead of us right now. Yeah. They have 10 yeah, they've points. They've also played like a lot more games than us. Yeah. They, yeah, they've, <laughs> they've played nine games. So they, they played two more games than us, but but even teams like Seattle and LA are right ahead of us. But the thing is, is there's a lot of 500 teams like Colorado's four and four, Minnesota's four and four, Nashville's three and five. We're three and four. And even like, like I said, Dallas and Winnipeg, they're both five and three. Now Dallas is five, three and one, but Winnipeg's five and three. So maybe the overreaction is, you know, unwarranted by me, but I'm just really scared because this is a team with expectations, very big expectations and they're just not meeting them right now. And I think they're going to be a team that makes a change. If something happens on Monday or even Thursday, maybe they, maybe I'm wrong about Monday and they just wait till Thursday, but they have to win Monday. They have to. And, and, and so as we were talking about, you know, our upcoming games, we got um, LA Monday, New York uh, on Thursday, and then we don't have another game until we don't have a game over the weekend, but Monday of the following week, uh, my wife's birthday actually shout out to her but uh it, it we're playing boston who on fire 
neither of us thought they were going to be any good this season. No. Boston is on top of the Atlantic Division. They're on top of the Eastern Conference, and they're on top of the whole NHL with an eight and one record. So and, as you know, I quickly looked at that, you know, those three games coming up and I saw Boston. I'm like, oh, that should be an easy win. And I went to the standings real quick. and I see the eight and one record. I'm like, yeah, like holy, holy shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they just got Marshan back like they won. They won yeah. uh, eight of those nine games with, or seven of those eight, first eight games without Marshawn. Marshawn comes back and gets three points in his first in his first game. So. Uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know, but they're in a weird, like, like I said, they're just in a weird spot right now. Let's not get too crazy. I know last night I was, I had a few too many last night and I think I posted on my Shocker. Facebook. I was like, I was like the blues stink. Like they just stink. <laughs> and I was like, and then looking at it this morning, I'm like, you know what? Let me take a step back. Let me be a little bit more relaxed with it. But again, it just comes down to Monday, and I, I hate the fact that we're already in a must-win situation. But just for the team's sake, for their confidence, and for everything, they have to win Monday. I think they have to go 2-0, and like going into – because then you have Boston in Boston. And you, you who knows how that game's going to go, but L- – Luckily, the West is not uh, too hot right now. Like, you know, our top team over in the West. Well, Vegas is 7-2, Edmonton 6-3. Calgary five and two, but okay. Let's just say, I guess those three teams are doing all right, but the central is not doing too great. I mean, exactly. Dallas and Winnipeg are on top and five and three. So, you know, we win one game, we're 500. We win another, we're, we're five and four. So we're only one game behind them. It's not the end of the world people. Yeah. And yeah, I sh- you should tell me that because I, I thought the world exactly. was crumbling last night and I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I should take a step back. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so we have L.A. Monday, New York Thursday, and then we don't have another game until the following Monday. So let's just hope and pray that this week goes well because I just don't want anything crazy to happen. Um, that's our Blues review. So let's go into our uh, weekly segments here, bud. So we start with Hall of Fame because we got a new little Hall of Fame topic we're going to do this week. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to figure out one to come up with, and um... – how, how, there was something that we were talking about that made us come up with this, but um, our Hall of Fame segment this week are top cities to go to an away game for. Yes. Now, let's preface this. We haven't been to all these places we're going to name. Uh, at least I haven't. I think you said the same thing. You haven't been to all of them. How many towns have you been? How many away games have you gone to? So I've been to three away games. Uh, have I been to three or four? If I, man, have I been to two Nashville? Okay, so I've been to Nashville. I can't remember if I've been there twice. I feel like I've been there twice, but I don't remember for sure. Been to Nashville for an away game, um, and then I've been uh, partially on two out of the three legs of the California swing, uh, L.A. and Anaheim, which, I mean, the stadiums are 15 minutes from each other pretty much. Yeah, um, which is an hour drive, but they're only 15 minutes away. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh, traffic there is unreal. Uh, yeah, my, my wife's family lives out there in California. And so, you know, we've gone to visit them and of course I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, blues are in town. We need to go to to a game. game. (laughs) Oh my God. So I just figured out before we get into our hall of fame, I, so I just figured out for work, we're going to Dallas in November. And even if the blues don't play there, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm like, I'm going to a game because we only work four days a week. We work four 10 hour shifts. And, uh, I was like, oh, if there's a Friday night game and we're going to be because we're going to be there for like a month, 
And uh, oh, yeah, we're gonna be, I'm gonna be there till like right before Christmas, basically. So like right after Thanksgiving and all the way until like right before Christmas. But I was like, I'm going to a game in Dallas. Like I have to. I've never been. I've never been to American Airlines, and I want to go there because the place just looks immaculate. But let's get into this. I've been, oh yeah, I, real quick on Dallas. I've been like right outside of American Airlines. The place there. is phenomenal looking, isn't yes, it? Yeah. There's like a really cool bar, like walking distance from there. Um, my wife's brother lives uh, you, from his patio of his like condo that he lives in. You can literally see American Airlines Center right there. Like he's he's nice. like a 10 minute walk from there. It's it's really cool. Um, yeah, beautiful place down there. I'm I, that's probably like more than likely one of my next like three destination games that I'm gonna go to. Um, but you know, did it crack my list? I guess we'll wait and see. Yep, for sure. All right, so let's. I'll have you start, and we'll we'll do the same thing that we always do. We'll just go back and forth. So we have we each have five, and I think we may or may not have honorable mentions. So we'll get into that. Let me pull mine up because I I have to I have to have this in here. Okay. Yeah. So I'll start. Um, my number five is uh one based on history of the game. Um, I'm going to Montreal to the Bell Center. Love that. Yeah, I, that's a dream spot for me. Some people say that the hockey mecca of the world is Toronto. I think it's Montreal with all the history and like, yeah, like you said, like just all of that. Yeah, way more history. There. One thing that kind of turns me off of it is, you know, I hate being somewhere where I don't speak the language, you know, so it's like I don't like I think it's pretty like, uh, I don't know what you can say Americanized. It, like, I think they you know, will speak English if they have to, but like, I know maybe, maybe in the city, but like, I think when you get outside of like the city limits, I hear it's like pretty rough in Quebec where they're like, yeah, they do not speak English. So I have a story about that. It's funny you bring that up. So we were in a hockey tournament when I was a kid up there and some of the parents went to a McDonald's to order and so we, they were ordering they were, but they were trying to order in French, but they, so the, they were trying to order in French, like, you know, we're trying to assimilate, we're trying to like, you know, learn the language and everything. And the people were just standing there from what I understand. I was like eight, nine at the time, but the people were just standing there like with blank look, like, what, like, what are you trying to say? And so they're getting frustrated. And then at the very end, the guy was like, you know, you could have just spoke English. And we would have we would have taken it. And I was like, you guys are fucking assholes, man. That That's just a that's an absolute dick move. It's funny, but it's a dick move. Like oh, it, yeah. it's it's just something I've heard about the French Canadians. I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're great. But just the story I've heard, I've heard that they're a little bit dickish when it comes to like if you don't know the language. Yeah, I mean, it just the Bell Center in itself, like it, it, it's really cool that that horn that they have when they score, yep. like even though I wouldn't want to hear it when I'm up there because I'll probably be up there for a blues game. Like it, that that's an iconic horn that, you know, it's like a yeah. train horn almost. It's and and, you know, just all the history there. The, you know, what the about the pregame that like when they light the fire on the ice and like it just goes and they do like the little. Like they like the candle in the middle and like the fire goes out like as a, like, you know, like, like a, what do you call it? It's like a like graphic animation. design. Yeah. Like yeah. the animation, like the pregame animation on the ice, like they do that. I think it would be really cool. I'd probably get goosebumps just walking through there. And then like seeing all the names, like, you know, John Belvo and Patrick Waugh and Richard. Maurice, the rocket Richard, yeah. who's eventually that's going to be the Ovechkin award. But you know, yeah. what do I know? All right. So I love that pick at number five. 
um, they may or may not have made like my list, but we'll see. So my number five is somewhere that I have been. Uh, it's Columbus, and it's one of the most underrated cities to go see a game in. Um, so Ohio State is right on – they're right on campus. Like, it's right down the street from where they play at Nationwide Arena. Uh, the Cannon is awesome as much as it scares the shit out of people. We sat – I think we were, like, probably 50 feet away from the Cannon – and oh, the blue, so the blues that when I went and saw them, the blues won four to one. So we only had to hear it once, but it actually is like a pretty rowdy crowd. And at the time Columbus wasn't great, but they still had like almost a packed house and it was just a really cool vibe. And like, you know, I have all the bars right around that area, like the OSU bar, uh, the horseshoe where the Ohio state football team plays is right down the street. You can see it when you leave, uh, just a great city all around. It's just really low key. It's not ideal to go to in wintertime. I'll tell you that it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's cold as shit. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like living here. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say is like Columbus is one of those cities. It's like you, it, it's, it's not like these intimidating cities like New York or Boston or LA that are just, you know, dwarf St. Louis in size. But um, yeah, Columbus is pretty comparable. So like if you're going to venture out and it, I mean, it's for, it's further away, but it, it's probably like what 10 ish hours outside of St. Louis. It's it's about an eight hour drive. It's like eight, seven to okay. eight, depending. So it, it's really not that it's it's not bad at all. And I think you could probably make it in six. But when we drove up there, I mean, it, we just to get out of St. Louis, me and my buddy Chandler went up to a game there and it was snowing to like where we had to go 30 miles an hour on the highway Ew. just to get out. And then it was sleeting the entire way up to Columbus. So I mean, it took us about eight or nine hours to get there because we had to go slow. But yeah, really. But again, if you can get out and go to a city, you, you'll you'll enjoy Columbus for sure. And it's just another one of those underrated cities in general just to go to. Yeah, I mean, they weren't even on my radar, but uh, I'll definitely keep that in mind. I, I kind of wish I would have thought about them. Um, now, another city that I, I actually only have one of the three cities that I've been to on my list. Mm-hmm. Um but another city that I'm like dying to go to, and I can't believe I actually haven't. I, I think it just never, every time I look at the schedule, it just never works out uh, when the Blues are in town up there. But um, the United Center, Chicago, like I'm oh, dying yeah. to go to a game up there, dude. And that's that's number four on my list. It's a, it's a, it's a good pick, and it would have been a much better pick you know, a couple of years ago when they were still good years ago. Yeah. Yeah. When they were in their reign and we, I actually got the privilege of going to see him. I think it was in 2014. It was somewhere around, somewhere around that time, but it's, it's a really cool, it's a really cool arena. It's been there forever. Uh, used to be called the Chicago arena now called the United center, but they get rowdy up there, man. The Madhouse on Madison. That was at the time when they were in their, like they were in their prime, like, I think Kane was like on, on pace for like 140 points that year. Taves could still play and they're say what you want about their fans. A lot of their fans have only been fans since 2010. That's for damn sure, but they are, they're rowdy and that place gets crazy and it's a fun place to see a game. So I agree with that as much as I hate it. They are on my list because I will, I will not recognize them, but it's a fun place. You should definitely get up there for a game. Yeah, I'm dying to get up there. I, I've only been to Chicago once when I was in high school. It was like a not sponsored by the high school, but like high school trip that we went on. I was there. It was called 24 Hours of Madness. We literally got on a bus at 3 a.m. at our school, drove up there, got there at like, you know, 7 in the morning or whatever, 7, 8 in the morning, spent the day there, 
with like all our school friends and stuff and then got back on a bus at like 11 o'clock at night home at 3 a.m you know the next day and i loved it up there it was cold and that kind of sucked but other than that like we we me and my friends you know back in high school we had a blast um so i can only imagine now being an adult and going to really experience the downtown the nightlife there um the united center itself I, i'd be i'm i'm thrilled to uh i would be thrilled to go i think we could we could make that happen sometime because we could just hop on the train like the train here goes to chicago and it's like yeah. it's like four and a half three maybe five hours like it's yeah. it's not far at all so yeah that's i mean that's a good pick it's close and uh the history there again it's i mean that's all part of it my number four is nashville and i've been there twice for games and it's just i mean we all know i love nashville it's my favorite city but i haven't been to vegas yet so maybe that'll take it over but i'm afraid of what that could what that could bring but that's a story for another day but nashville is just even if you don't if your team's not doing well at the game you're going to have a good time nashville is just always a guaranteed good time and their their fans aren't the best like they're not because they're, they're that's a football town like everyone loves football there you know they have vanderbilt which is like right off campus you know tennessee's you know four or five hours away and they also have the titans um but they do get they they get crazy like they have the the really obnoxious chants and all of that which is really annoying but it's kind of cool like to be in enemy territory like that and i think what at one point like i went to a game in 2015 jake allen had a 43 save shutout i think it was and it, I think we won like four or five suck to that nothing. Island haters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he beat us last night too. So suck yeah. on that. And, uh, it, like we, at one point we were chirping some of the fans that were around us. We were obliterated and we're just like, yeah, you guys fucking stink, dude. Like the blues are just like, you know, we're so good. And they're like, yeah, we don't care about this team. Like we care about, <laughs> right. we care, we care about football. So like, and they actually, like, like some of them actually even admitted that. And so, but Nashville just alone, the vibes in Nashville are just, they're always high. So that's your number four pick. I'm going to piggyback right off of you. That's my number three pick. And Nashville, have you been, Tennessee. you've been to a game? I've, I've been to Bridgestone arena. That is, that is one of my three that I've been to. Um, fantastic city, like going to the game there. This, the arena is really cool. You know, inside, you know, everything it's, it's nice. You know, it's, it's clean. It's not dirty. Like, uh, where did I, I went to, um, the Honda center, and that that arena like it's it's nice but it, like you sit up we sat up in the um the upper you know section the, whenever the we nosebleeds the honda center yeah the nosebleeds and it was gross like now when you're on the main concourse and everything they had all that disney money they had all the um the movie money from the mighty ducks because yep. you know it's the pond um you know, it's all marble. Like everything there is marble. It's really nice, really cool. But like, yeah, when you're up in 300, they don't they don't care about any of that. Um, but yeah, Nashville, they're the Bridgestone Arena. It's it's pretty clean. It's really nice. But the coolest thing about it is that you you get out of that game and you're right there on Broadway and you hit up all those bars. And if you have never been to Nashville, a lot of people are reluctant to go to Nashville because they're like, oh, you know, I don't like country music or you know. You will after you leave. Music. And, and and even that, like, you, you don't have to like country music to go to Nashville. Like, it's there's so many spots there that aren't just country. Like, it's it can be live music of yeah country, or it can be other shit, 
or like, dude, there's straight up clubs in Nashville. Like yes. that play that steer very far away from country music. Like that is my favorite city to go to, you know, as like, you know, adults, I, I don't know if I would ever go on a family trip to Nashville, but like as adults <laughs> to just go down there and just have a time, like just get shit face wasted, get an Airbnb and just tear the place up. Like it's a, it's an amazing city and it's just been booming, booming lately. Um, Another thing not related to my going to a game there, but I was down in Nashville with uh, some of my my boys. You know, we were living. I think I may have talked about this on the pod before, but um, me and my two lifelong best friends, we were that we were all living in uh, different parts of the country at the time. Me here in St. Louis, my buddy Adam in Kansas City and my buddy Ron was going to college down at uh, UCF in Florida. And uh we hadn't seen each other in about a year and we're like, Hey, we need like a centralish spot between the three of us to meet up at. And I was like, you know what? I've been to Nashville before. I had a good time. Let's meet up down there. So this was in, um, like June, May or June of 2017. I think it was late May of 2017. Guess who was in the Stanley cup final in late May of 2017, the Nashville predators. So we're down there and like, we planned this out way before, you know, any of the playoffs were even thought of. Um, but we get down there and it is just a sea of people. Broadway was shoulder to shoulder up and down the entire street. Uh, who, who was it? Uh, uh, Alan Jackson put on a live concert in the middle of Broadway down there for oh, a concert. God, that'd be um, awesome. But the bars were like an hour line to get in. So we just found a bar that we went to the night previous and, just waited in line, watched Alan Jackson play. And then we we're like, okay, well, we need to make up our mind. This is the bar that we're going to stay in all night. And we just stayed there all night and had a freaking blast. Like, it was one of the best nights of my life. So Nashville cannot, city. Cannot recommend Nashville enough to people. And it's only a four and a half hour, five hour drive from here. So it's perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Great little weekend getaway spot. My number three is it. I don't. So it's Detroit. I have Detroit, but I have it like listed as, so I went to a game with Chandler. So when we went to that game in Columbus, we watched the blues play in Columbus. And then the same night we drove eight more hours to Detroit up North and went and saw the lightning play against the, uh, the uh, red wings. And this was in the old Joe Lewis arena. Yeah. That was to me, that was the first time that I walked into an arena and I was like, Holy shit. Like the history in here you know, yeah. all the Stanley Cups, all the Hall of Famers. You know, they have pictures of Gordie Howe everywhere. They have the statue outside, you know, all the pictures of Stevie Y and Fedorov and all those guys. And it, I don't know how Little Caesars is. It looks like a nice place, but it doesn't beat – it cannot beat the old Joe Lewis Arena. And that place was – it was so weird. Like, so you walk into one section, there's one concourse, and you walk in, and then you either go up or down to your seat. So there's only one concourse level. And it's just uh, like a real fan, like a real like purist hockey, like a, a pure hockey fan would love to would have loved to be there. I know you can't go there anymore, but like they had the troughs, like you had to pee in a trough, which uh, I mean, oh, it's ice in it. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah. That's for sure. But yeah, man, I, I loved it. I loved it. Like as much as I grew up hating Detroit, but this was after they had left the Western Conference and went over to the East and it was a boring game. We only got, we didn't even get to hear their home horn. They lost one to nothing to Tampa, Ugh. but still a, a great place to go. Just a great experience all in all. 
Detroit was definitely on my radar. Um, they kind of lost their allure to me, and I think if like yeah, if it was still the Joe Lewis and not the Joe Lewis and not the freaking uh, little triangle pizza guy that you see on your TV as the arena sponsor. Um, pizza, 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 pizza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if it was that, if Detroit was better, if they were still in the West, I think the mix of those three things kind of loses it a loses its allure for me. Um, but yeah, that, that would definitely, they're, they're up there for me on cities I'd like to go visit. Yeah. So, and again, like I know that we're doing like places to go see a game in, but in the past, like going to Joe Lewis was, I mean, you cannot beat it. Like just the history alone was enough for me. And you're, it's just like, I don't know if a lot, it's like, I, I would imagine like for a football fan or for a, like, let's say baseball fan, it, it'd be like going to the old Yankee stadium, like. It was like it was like that. Like when you walk in, you're like, okay, like the like the history of like everything and like Way all the Fenway. Yeah, something like just something along those lines. It's just like you're like, holy cow! Like, imagine what it was like being a fan like in the early or in the mid '90s when these guys were winning. Like it's just like right. you're like shot back in a time machine with all that. So Detroit's my number three. All right, and uh, I'll move on to my number two. Uh, this place I would consider like the, it, I think it is known as like the world's the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden in New York City. That is like a bucket list of mine. Like I, I I've never been to New York. I've never been really in. I well I, I guess I've been in the Northeast a little bit, but um yeah I've never been to New York City and uh MSG is just like. That is a place with so much history. Not even it's not even just in a hockey sense. There's been countless, countless of like boxing matches and iconic concerts and yep. uh, you know the any kind of sports, whatever. Like all kinds of things have gone there. And I I would just like and and you're in New York City, which is a buckleless city of mine. So like all, all that together just really puts it up there. I, I it's a dream of mine to go to MSG and watch a hockey game. Did you know that Billy Joel plays a show in MSG like once a month? Like he gets to play there once a month. Yeah. Or something like that. It's, I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but he plays there a lot and he's got like a contract. He has like a banner of like him. A residency almost. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yeah. like they pay him, they probably pay him to come back and play there, you know, like yeah, they probably pay him a shit ton of money, but yeah, that's a great pick. They didn't even make my list, like not to spoil anything, but uh, they didn't make my list. I think it's just because I had a bad experience with New York. Um, I'm not going to talk about it. It's not a great story, but New York to me is, yeah, it's too much. It's too much for me. And it, it got, it got me like it wasn't, (laughs) I'll have to tell that off, off camera sometime, or maybe if I get vulnerable enough one day when I'm feeling sad, I'll tell the story, but it's a New York to me is just like, I I do love the pick. It's a great pick. I think people are going to really, you know, love that pick, but I can't relate. I walked by it and I was like, oh, that's really cool. But at the time when I was there, I was just like, uh, like, I don't know. Bad memories for New York. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. My number two, I'm not going to talk about it too much. I had Montreal number two. And and again, it, just to see all the history that's gone through there. And, you know, they're the they're the winningest franchise in the NHL as far as Stanley Cups go. And, you know, granted, they are an original six team, but I think any original six stadium is like that's something you'd want to do, especially if they're still playing in the same one, you know, MSG or 
uh, United Center or something like that. But Montreal is just to me, it's it's the mecca of it's the true mecca of hockey to me because uh, all the history, all the winning, and everything. It would it would be like Joe Louis Arena on steroids for me. I would be like, holy cow, dude. If they didn't speak French there, it, yes, it would absolutely be the mecca of hockey. Yeah. It would be weird, like you hear him score, like the blue score a goal, and like I told you to be, Vladimir Tarasenko, and you know it's just it's a different vibe, that's for sure. Uh, all right, number one, who do you got? Number one here. Number one is a city I've been to once um, before. They had a hockey team, Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas, <laughs> T-Mobile Arena. Um, boy, did they put on a show. They've been putting on a show since 2016. Uh, the team may not be as good as they were back then, but um, I think they still are just, you know, a banger. You can't talk – you talk about going to um, Nashville and, you know, getting out of the arena and being right there on Broadway. Well, you go to Vegas, on the strip. You know, T-Mobile <laughs> Arena, and boom, you're right there pretty much on the strip. I think it's right off the strip, but still, like, mm-hmm. you're right there, and, and then you have all of Vegas to screw around with. Um, yeah, I went to Vegas. My, my wife's sister did, like, a really, like – Elvis. Elvis married my wife's sister and like did one of those like <laughs> Vegas chapel weddings. They had it all planned out. Yep. It wasn't like a oh we're gonna run away and get married kind of thing. But um that was really cool when we went there. Um we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time there. I think we were only there for three days, but um That's enough. Yeah, they, yeah oh my god, absolutely. From yeah, what I've we heard, so, that's enough. Yeah. We were so busy like the whole time we were there, so I really didn't get the full like Vegas experience. I didn't get lost on a, locked out on a rooftop or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, yeah, we had ourselves a time there, and I can only imagine going there now that I have you know more money than I did back then, and um, could really have myself time there. Can't agree more. And they didn't make my list because again, like I'm, I'm scared of what Vegas would do to me. And even if I would be able to come home, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'd make it, but I mean, you can't argue with that pick. And, you know, I think they're like right off Fremont street, which is like, you know, that big like shopping area down there. I think that's like right where they're at, like right off the strip. So what a, I mean, what a time that would be. But again, I just don't, I don't know how me and Vegas would get along. Fremont has this, um, like there's like a digital screen, like, uh, thing that goes over your head there and it like it's like a whole screen that's like i don't know like a half mile long or something and then there's a zip line that goes straight down the whole entire street um we when we were down there we were gonna go on that zip line and then like we went and like saw the line to get on it and then it was like they're like oh yeah it's like a two-hour wait to get on I'm like oh jesus man, that sucks. so we didn't end up doing that but yeah fremont Fremont's at the time itself, and you know, there's a lot of history there. If you want to talk about history, there's a lot of history on Fremont Street with all the, you know, there's a lot of the original casinos right there. Yeah, those mob-run casinos, baby. Mob opened Vegas up back in the day, man. Yes, but that'd be sir, cool. Yes, yeah, sir. I I want to get out there. It's just I got I gotta be in a I gotta be in a better spot because I, I don't <laughs> I don't know with with my habits. I don't know what would come back. I don't know if I would even come back. But I love the pick. Uh, my number one is Tampa. And it's just because of the vibes. It's it, it, you're right on the bay. You know, you got. Yeah. Are, you look shocked. Wow. Yeah, I'm shocked. I, Tampa was not even on my radar. Yeah, I have Tampa just because like especially like during that time of like what's that festival Gasparilla where everyone dresses up like pirates and shit like oh, yeah. it would it would be 
awesome just to go down there. And then also it's just like, it's the vibe of Tampa. You know, Tampa has been so good lately as well. So, I mean, you have recency, like as far as like recent history goes, I mean, they're one of the best teams. I would love to get down to Tampa to see a game. They're my number one. It's just like, you can't beat sunny Florida, you know, during the winter time, you know, head down there when it, you know, you leave here, it's snowing and you get down there and it's sunny in 75. I would love that. So Tampa is my number one. I, w- I really want to get down to Tampa to see a game. Have you ever been down there uh, in general? Yeah, I've been down there in general. Just never been to a uh, I've never been to a game, but I, I really want to see it. And Emily Arena is wild. Like those guys are crazy. Those fans down there, especially lately. So like I, I, I don't I just don't think I don't think you could beat the kind of vibe you would get in, in Tampa. And again, it's just it's another one of those cities like once you leave the game, there's probably plenty of stuff to do you know, right after. So Tampa, number one. Yeah. Like I've, I've never, I've been to like Tampa real quick, but like we were down in um, Sarasota and like uh, uh, Clearwater beach. So that's where I've been down there. Um, But yeah, I mean, the Bay's beautiful. I like, I I just, Florida, I don't think of hockey. So like that doesn't, (laughs) wasn't even in my radar for like, you know, wanting to go to a game down there, but yeah, I mean, especially with like, you know, recency, like, I'm sure it'd be a hell of a time. You get to see uh, our boy, the big rig down there too. If you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who do you have in your hall or your uh, honorable mentions? I don't mention, uh, I have Boston TD garden. Um, I've always wanted to go take a trip to Boston. Never been, um, you know, it's a city with a huge Irish heritage. Uh, I'm very proud of my Irish heritage. Uh, my, my grandpa was very proud of his Irish heritage. So, yeah, it's a city I've always wanted to visit, um, especially with uh, us beating the Boston Bruins, beating the socks off of them in uh, 2019. You know, now that we have a little bit of a rivalry going with them, that just adds to it. And, yeah, I'd love to go out there and see a game. That'd be like one city I wish, like, I wish you could go see, like, a Boston Red Sox game one day and go see a Bruins game the next day because, like, Fenway and TD Garden would be just an awesome place. But Boston's another one of, like, my bucket list cities. I want to get there. Definitely. It it just seems like a good place. My honorable mention, surprisingly, is Toronto. I have Toronto on there just because of – it's the hockey mecca, quote-unquote. and North America, yeah. I've heard about some of the joints that are down in Toronto. It, it seems like a good time. And it, it kind of seems like Chicago or New York, like something like that. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I wouldn't like it, but I'd also I would go there and hate watch the shit out of Toronto. I'd go there and <laughs> I'd go buy like a Boston jersey or a Montreal jersey and just troll everybody. I don't know if you'd even be able to like contain your like. No, no, I'd be, but also like with Toronto, like the hockey hall of fame's there as well. So you can go make a, you know, go make a trip to the hall of fame and then go, you know, troll the shit out of Maple Leaf fans. You know, I'd be sitting in this dearly beloved Stanley cup. Yeah. The one that'll never, (laughs) that'll never make it to them. They'll never hoist one, but you know, I, we said that about the blues too. And look what they did, but I think they're on. So their last cup win was in 67. So they're on 55 years of no Stanley Cups, and it's got to be painful, but <laughs> don't care. Uh, it's pretty There's funny. Only to me. six teams in the league. Oof. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> That's just ugh, not good. But yeah, Toronto. I mean, it'd still be good. It would be. It would be cool to go see. That's for sure. And the, yeah, the I, I think it's the Scotiabank Arena is where they play. It place looks. One of them. 
it looks legit. Yeah, one of the Scotia Banks or one of the Rogers, whatever it is. Whoever decides to own, they change their name all the time. Uh, but yeah, uh, good list, decent list. I think yeah. we both. Had, yeah. And I'm, I guarantee it, it, we, we weren't some. very similar at all. No, I I thought we were going to have the same cities. I think we only had two. It was Nashville, and Montreal, the only ones we had that were similar. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's that's weird. We agree. Agree to disagree on our list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into our NFL pick'em for this week. Um, now last week I took an L again, and you took a dub. So last week's picks, Joe had the. Uh, Titans over the Texans, which basically this week, uh, the Titans got the dub today against uh, the Texans, and I had the Jags over the I had the the Jags over the Broncos, and of course, like I'm reeling for a win, and I go for a an off the board pick and I lose, and I'm two can and four you, at this point. Can you believe it? I so I've been like riding the Broncos on like my pick them with my buddies like all season. Yeah. Like I'm um, not every game because I like. I thought they were going to be a, a, a okay team. Like I didn't, I didn't think they were going to be great. I didn't think they were going to be bad, but I've been riding them like all season and you know, they've just been disappointing me all season losing every time I pick them. Well, this week I'm, I'm like, no way. I'm not picking the Broncos. The Jags stink, but the Broncos stink even more. And sure enough, the Broncos go ahead and win. And I'm like, motherfucker. And it was a big game. Like, uh, my, for, you know, my pick that I do with my buddies, like, we had one of our four guys go with the Broncos, so, like, it was a detrimental game on, like, he almost, my buddy went um, through the 12 games so far, and, you know, there's a 13th one on tonight. Um, he was uh, 11 for 12 this week. Holy shit. shit. Yeah, dude, he was on fire. And he hasn't won. This is week eight, and he hasn't won a week yet. So <laughs> oh, my it's, God. It's funny how it's just worked out. But yeah, Broncos are just screwing me again. It's like finally when I wanted you guys to lose, they go ahead and win. And I thought for sure the Broncos were going to lose this week, and so I picked them last. I guess we released it. We recorded on Tuesday night, and then the story comes out about Russell Wilson over the week or, or the end of the week where he was on the plane, and they so the, there was an interviewer that was asking him, or a reporter that was interviewing him, and he asked him like about the jet lag because they played in England uh, today. And uh, he was like, oh, I don't get jet lag. He's like, and they're like, what? Like, you don't get jet lag. Like, that's just like humans get jet lag. So Russell, again, is just like doing this whole, like, I'm I'm better than everybody. I don't get jet lag. And he said something about Wolverine blood last week. It's just he's like, so oh, my God, weird. dude. He's just, a, he's not a human. He's a robot. And then, like, also that he was, like, they were asking, like, oh, how do you not get jet lag? He's like, well, you know, I watch film on the plane. You know, I keep myself busy. I do high knees and calisthenics while I'm on the plane while people were sleeping. He said that. Like, he was like, Ew, I was like, dude, you are the most unlikable guy. Like, you just like, we get it, dude. You're like, you're a big star and all this stuff. But, dude, you need to, like, be human because people do not like you. And your teammates probably don't like you either. Can you imagine being a teammate and trying to sleep on a, on a nine-hour flight and your guy that leads your team quote unquote is doing high knees down the aisle. You know who he reminds me of a black version of a mix between Elon Musk with like his weird, like, I think I'm cool. I think I'm funny. Like uh, yep. weird ways of life. And um, Mark Zuckerberg just being a uh, Android freaking robot, dude. Yeah. Like, like there's a mix of those three things. Like he, 
he's just so not weird. he's not normal and like i i'm okay with that like no one like everyone is normal in their own way or like abnormal in their own perfect way right perfectly imperfect people listen to me like saying that kind of shit but like you you can't act like this you cannot be like this around human beings like no Carol one will the shambo in that mix he's, he's i was gonna say that shit like that yeah i was gonna say like you're you're you just come up with these things that are just so cringy and like you're yeah and then we talked about it last week like the fact that like richard sherman and uh marshawn lynch were saying like oh we wanted to hang out with them outside of the field or outside of you know football and they had to go through his 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 team three is what he calls it team three the most cringe thing ever the you know bronco nation Bronco Nation, let's ride. Like that's just disgusting to me. It's cringe. So I was like, uh, and back to the original point that we were going to ten minutes ago is that I was like, oh well, with this story coming out, it's going to be even funnier when he loses. Like there's no way he wins. Like if I was his offensive lineman, I would have been like, I'm not blocking for you, dude. I'm not. Like, you're- dude. And speaking of that, uh, I was watching that game for you know twenty minutes today or whatever. Uh, they went on a drive and scored a touchdown, and he like. They all go back to the bench, and uh, he's walking up to all his old linemen. You know, they're sitting down on the bench. They're all winded, trying to catch their breath because they just went on a long drive. And he's like, you know, I'm reading lifts as best as I can, but he's, you know, he's doing the whole like dabbing them up, like good job, great job, you guys rocked it out there, that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. they're like not acknowledging him at all. They're like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, off. and you gotta like imagine being the coach Nathaniel Hackett, who's the head coach of the Broncos. Like, they he. There were people saying like he may not make it off the flight. Like when they get back to Denver, they're gonna be like they lose. They're gonna be like, dude, you're out. Like you're get, <laughs> get a taxi home, get an Uber home, dude. Like you're not coming back with us. You can afford and, it. You made however many millions of dollars. Yeah, dude. Like and then like just imagine being the coach and being like, dude, just shut up and go win me a game. Well, he, I mean, he did. So and I got, I I got beat. I picked the Jags. So now let's get into our picks this week. I'm gonna go with my pick first because I need a win so bad. So I'm taking an easy chalk pick, and I watch. I'm gonna mush the fuck out of them. I'm taking the Eagles over the Texans. And oh if, no, oh no, you're mushing, you're mushing an undefeated season. I know. Oh no. I really hope that's not the case, but dude, hey, like, hey Ron, if you're listening, uh, Z A C K D E G R A N D E. That's Zach DeGrand that said that. My buddy Ron is like the biggest Eagles fan, and he will be so upset if you mush them. Oh, my God. I really hope I don't. But the, the Eagles may just go – they may go 17-0 and 0 this year, or maybe they'll go 16-1 and 1 oh after God, this now week. You really, now you really fucking Jesus. But I'm taking the Eagles over the Texans. Big. I mean, yeah, that should be – I need a win right now, dude, and this is the chalk pick. That should be a good win. Um. Uh, all right, and then I'm going to go with uh, what should hopefully be another easy win, uh, Bengals over Panthers. Bengals my are boy good, Joey, Panthers my, are not. My boy Joey Burrow, man, and he's got the weapons. And he the, the Bengals look like they stunk for a while, and now they're just they're the rolling. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they got back to their, you know, their old last season ways. I think it just took a couple games to really get it going. Yeah, and I, I love Joey Burrow. He's my guy. And I'm I'm a huge LSU, like, college football. I only, like, pay attention to LSU. And I, I've loved him ever since he was there. And so I, I always root for Joey Burrow. I love that pick. like it. So hopefully after this week, you're 5-2, and two, and hopefully I can get back in the win column. I'm 2-4 and four right now. So we'll see how that, how that plays out. 
Um, let's get into our all in or dump and change. What do you got this week for all in or dump and change? I don't have anything. I was coming up with, I did, we, I did so much work this week. That, like, okay. I got some, I got some. Go. Dumping and changing carving pumpkins, dude. Oh my ah, God. I, hate pumpkins. <laughs> I hated it as a kid. I hated it as an adult. I was at my brother's house last night. My son we, you know, we brought pumpkins over and that's the thing we do over there. Everybody, you know, decorates or carves or pumpkin. My son, of course, he wanted, I've tried to talk him out of it. I'm like, oh, man, come on. Don't you just want to like stick some like decorations on the pumpkin or maybe color your pumpkin? No, he wanted to carve the pumpkin because he saw somebody else doing it with the knife. Ah, oh, dude, that's so gross reaching into a freaking pumpkin. Those guts and stuff. Like I, guess I just got to get over it. And that's what I had to do last night. I'd be a good dad and actually do it. But, oh, dude, carving pumpkins sucks. My daughter was awesome. I just convinced her. I'm like, hey, here's some markers. Scribble all over your pumpkin. And she was thrilled with it. My son, he's like, oh, no. Oh, no, Dad. We got to <laughs> cut this pumpkin open. Yeah, I've never yeah, been I'm, a big. I'm dumping and changing carving pumpkins. I like that pick because I've never. I've only done it one time, and I only did it in my adult life. And I was, you know, capitulating to a girl I was dating at the time and I'm like this fucking sucks dude like who who wants to do this forever too it took me like a solid 25 minutes to do it and I'm like I'm not like artistic so like you know we drew like we drew I drew a blues logo on mine and we had to cut that out and I was just like I I was turned out great oh it looked like a it 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 didn't look like that it did not look (laughs) like that at all it was terrible and yeah, like you said, like the guts and everything, like taken out, it stinks. It's just like, oh, dude, like, yeah, I'm I'm out on that. I'm glad that you that you brought that up. Um, I'm gonna go all in on something for the second week in a row. Unheard of me being positive for two weeks in a row. Um, I'm gonna go all in on just fall parties, Halloween parties in general. Like they're just, I think it's the best type of year, like the best time of year to have a party. You know, you get the get the bonfires going. The weather's perfect. You got hockey on in the background, uh, even like some college football, if you're into that. And it just, and like we dressed up last night, I went as Chucky last night, got my makeup done. My friend Rachel did it for me. Like, you know, did all the makeup and won the costume contest. Pretty decent. Came away with a, came away with a dub. Um, but yeah, like I just love, I love a Halloween party and I'm all in on them. I'm fall parties in general. If I could just show up to a place, you know, wearing a flannel and a pair of jeans and, you know, can hang out by the fire. It's a good time. Like I love, I love a good fall slash Halloween party. I'm all in on those. Yeah, dude. I haven't been to a Halloween party. God, since I like my early twenties, like I used to have like a big old group of friends that, you know, did all that. And that group of friends kind of fell apart over the years. But, um, yeah, dude. Uh, Halloween parties were uh, always a great time. My 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 favorite Halloween party and like my favorite costume that I ever had. Ah, uh, shit. How old was I? I was either like 18 or 19 years old. It was um, what was uh, uh this girl Tyler Smith that I uh used to hang out with. She had like she was one of the first people in our like friend group to have a house. Her parents I think had some money and yep. she had her own house, but um. She would throw parties all the time. Well, we had a Halloween party over there one year, and I went as a beer keg. <laughs> so, like, I yeah. had I had this, like, whole keg, like, that wrapped around me, and then, like, it had a helmet on it, and the helmet was a tap. Yeah. It held, it held uh, two 16-ounce or two 12-ounce or 16-ounce beers or whatever. It held two beers, 
and then like it had like the hose off of it and like dude it was so i thought it was the coolest thing because i'm walking around to all the girls in the party like oh who wants to do a keg but at like the 19 year old time myself like oh my god i thought it was the coolest thing ever and, yeah you thought you were hot I, shit I, yeah, every once in a while, I'll still, like, run into a uh, an old friend from that friend group, like, oh, draw the keg stand, what's up, buddy? <laughs> That's more cringe than Russell Wilson, like, a guy walking around with a keg, uh, keg yeah, costume, yeah. just be like, who wants to do a keg stand? Yeah, dude. Looking back at it, it is pretty cringe. No, but, hey, we've all done some weird things, so <laughs> you, get a, you get a pass, my friend, you get a pass. All right, uh, weekly shout-outs this week, who do you got? Shout out this week. Uh, I, I will we'll stay on this uh, same subject. I'm shouting out my my brother and his wife, Jimmy and Kelly. Um, you know they they throw this fall party on every year. It, it's it's a great time for the kids. They have an awesome awesome backyard, dude. It's I think they have I think it's like a full acre. They have like a little uh, lake and a creek that kind of runs through it, and um, just they you know they they decorate their house real nice. They they get a pinata every year. They it all set up for the kids to carve, you know, treats, goodies, you name it, they got it. And uh, just a fun party every year. So shout out to Jimmy and Kelly D'Angelo, brother and his and his wife. They're both firefighters. They're both uh, MMA fighters, uh, boxing and MMA. Uh, they're both really good professional, dude. They're awesome. Don't fuck with so, them. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's a terrible don't duo. Them. Don't fuck with me or I'll call my brother. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, shout out to them. I'll remember that. Uh, my weekly shout out this week is going to be for the Edmonton Oilers and the uh, presentation they put on for the victims of the school shooting last week. So they did that on Wednesday night. And I thought it was just really cool how even it just bring like, you know, we're all we're in a competition based world here, you know, you know, watching hockey and you know everything is about winning. But sometimes things are bigger than sports. And uh, it was really cool what Edmonton did for the pregame. Uh, last Wednesday to you know honor all the victims. So shout out to Edmonton. They did a great shout job. Out to Edmonton, yeah. And very cool. Look at you, look at you pulling for the heartstrings this week. I know. I gotta go. I gotta get the people going, man. But that was a, it was a great ceremony. I mean, it was probably like a minute, minute and a half of silence that they did, and you know they didn't have to do that. Like that's not even close to them. But you know to see people come together like that, you know the hockey community coming together as one, you know to acknowledge a terrible situation that should have never happened in the first place, but to see everyone come together and show their respect uh, kind of hits home. So it was really cool to see, you know, them put that on for us. It was really good. So shout out to them. It was great. Yeah. Big time. Very good choice. I like your, like your shout out this week. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. I love that. Um, all right, man. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um, so just want to thank everybody for listening last week and whoever's been listening, you know, diehard fans that have been listening are bluesers as we're calling them. Thank you very much for listening to us and uh, just, you know, keep following the movement. Keep staying with us. You know, we're going to keep doing bigger and better things. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review. Leave us comments. Um, we're going to try to post um, our top or our Hall of Fame this week so people can actually get, you know, a little bit of a debate going. You know, if we can find time to do that, we're definitely going to do it. But, um, yeah, just appreciate everybody for listening. And we're getting more feedback, like more and more. So it's really it's really good to hear. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else to say on that, but it's just been, it's been good to hear feedback from people, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, uh, any, any kind of feedback is good feedback, good, good or bad in, in your eyes. Um, you know, if, if it's bad, we can improve on it. And if it's good, then, you know, that just gets our motors running. Um, 
you know, look for us on the socials. We're, we're, we're going to try and get uh, some, you know, content out this week with, you know, clips on the pod and, you know, like we said, our Hall of Fame and uh, go vote on it. And like we said before, just send us some DMs or, you know, if we don't talk to you on like a daily basis or whatever, just, you know, text us, send us DMs, let us know in person or whatever. And or, or like we said, with the reviews, just let us know how it's going, what we can do to improve. Um, we're trying to keep like a same rhythm of every podcast so the people like i know i have some people on my side that listen for the non-hockey stuff so uh we're trying to keep the same flow so you can like know where to go and know what's skipping the pod for whatever you're looking for yeah for sure and any feedback is good feedback for us at this point like you know we're we need we need we obviously can improve on things and we can obviously we know what we do well so it's it's good to hear from other people so that way it kind of brings us down to earth and lets us know that what we need to do. So, you know, with our huge inflated egos, you know, they're huge, but um, yeah. So shout out to everybody, shout out to the listeners and um, not sure about episode coming later this week. Probably not. I'll be out of town for work this week. So probably not gonna be able to get much done, but we will be back next week. Like we'll be back next week. We'll either Monday or Tuesday. So uh, again, thank you to everybody. And uh, we will see you guys on episode 10 next week. Peace.